everybody, and welcome to episode 252 of Magic the Amateuring. That's a podcast for magic players who want to improve their game, learn more about the world of magic, or become more involved in their magic community. I'm or one of your hosts. What? Just have a really weird time. Oh, just have a really weird time. We're, we're, we're working the kinks out on we're this opening. We're working it out. We're working it out. <laughs> I messed it up, but guess what? You're going to have the weirdest remember, time today. Do you remember last week when you forgot our episode number twice? Yeah, I did. And so this week I was like, I'm going to get it right. And I think you know you what? Did. I nailed it. Nice. <laughs> nice. 252. Woo! I'm one of your hosts, Megan. And I'm one of your hosts, Maria. And on today's show, a whole uh, cavalcade of wonder is coming your way because there's lots of cool stuff happening in Magic right now. And we want to talk about it. I'm bursting at the seams. I'm like a water balloon that's been filled up with lava. And uh, any moment, it's going to just burst. That would already be a rock. (laughs) You're just describing a rock inside a balloon. I'm a rock. I'm a rock inside a balloon. Magma. I'm filled with magma. But I'm just saying, like, okay, if you're above the surface, you're lava. And if you're in a balloon, you're going to have cooled off very quickly. So you'll just be rock. What if I'm standing at the side of a volcano and I have my balloon held open and it's flowing into it? Okay, then you have a couple of minutes. Okay, I have a couple of minutes before I turn into a rock inside this balloon. And I want to use those minutes to talk magic. (laughs) What? (laughs) Nothing at all. Okay. Nothing. What? Nothing. Everything's normal. Everything's normal and fine. Everything's normal. We're also going to answer some questions from our mailbag. Uh, we're going to. I didn't even say the first thing. I know that's. Do, but also after. <laughs> but also, we'll answer questions from our mailbag. <laughs> I'm lava. Also, also we're going to answer questions. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a little bit of a throwback with a for the noobs about the stack. Yeah. Uh, what else are we gonna talk about, Maria? We're gonna talk about unstable because Ooh. I am unbelievably excited for unstable, and the set looks awesome. And we're gonna chat about it a little bit more. And another new set that's been making the rounds, iconic masters. Ooh. Can you hear that sound? We're gonna have an iconic mm. masters flavor text theater. That's right. So. Uh, Get over and be a patron because those cards are going into the drawing. And we're going to talk a little bit about Iconic Masters because we haven't yeah. super touched on it a whole no. lot on the show. And it's a really fun set to draft and nice. play. So. You went out and played it this weekend. I did. I have my deck right here in this Ooh. box. I played Iconic Masters sealed of all things. Wow. Yeah. Talk about throwing down some dollars. <laughs> it's not Big cheap. Spender. Not cheap, but it was very fun. Um, and you were at Portland. I uh, was. Standard happened, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. It did. Yeah, this this show is jam-packed. Yep. You know, do you think at a, a jam factory when they load up a box with a bunch of new jam jars, they're like, oh, this box is jam-packed. I mean, they say it on their first day a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. And then they never Everybody's say like, it again. They're like, we're done. The old hats just look at you and they just sigh. Glare. How dare you? But before we get into the meat of our show, we're going to tease you with some crackers. And those crackers are things like patreon.com slash MTAcast. That's where to head to support our show. That's right. Thank you so much to everyone who is already a patron of the show. It means so much to us and it keeps us able to do this show for you. Yeah. So if you want to become a patron, it's super easy. You just go over to that website and you can select. You get to choose how much you want to give every month. A dollar, five dollars. $5. 
three dollars ten dollars as, as little as a dollar an episode yeah. goes a really long way um when it's when it's a lot of listeners pitching in that's right um and you know a lot of people pitching in makes the world go round. many hands make small work i yes. think is the saying i was actually going to tell you about my theory about how um people walking on the world is what makes it turn Ooh, because enough people are walking at any given moment. Exactly. That theory does not hold mm, up, but science. don't think about it. Listen, the way we keep the earth turning science. is by all walking. Do you think, this is what I think about sometimes, if okay. everybody in the world jumped at the same time, would we knock ourselves out of orbit? No, because we'd all have to be on, <laughs> like, we'd all have to be on one side of the earth. That's what I'm saying, right? The walking thing doesn't work because people are walking in different directions. What about this? What if all the bugs on the earth cease to exist at the same moment? That would moment? be terrible. That would be very bad for us. I think we would actually, something would happen. Oh, God, yeah. Something terrible would happen, I'm sure. I mean, with the weight of the earth like and our orbit, because they're, they're so heavy, that many bugs, <laughs> that it would kind of mess up something. Maybe we would get pulled farther into the sun. Bugs, we need you as much as we hate you. We need you. We need you, Bugs. Anyway, I mean, <laughs> we need them. We need them to not disappear. Uh, yes, all at once. Accurate. If you would like us to not disappear, go to Patreon.com/slash/mdacast and become Do a patron. Do you want your magic world to get knocked out of orbit? We didn't think so. <laughs> Support our podcast. And a big thank you to the sponsor of the show, CardKingdom.com. If you want to help support the show by buying cards, go to CardKingdom.com/slash/mdacast. Hey, you were going to buy them anyway. Why not do it and show support for our show and our sponsor, Card Kingdom? Uh, also, get the fastest shipping in the world. Yeah, absolutely fastest shipping we tweet out cool tokens you can say hey will you draw a token of this and put in my order and they'll just do it do it they'll do it unheard of it's great and somebody they drew some nice little mta headphones for somebody it was those were really cute cute. i want that drawing of mta headphones i know they were great they were great maybe we should order something from card kingdom Maybe we should. I mean, like, excuse me. Excuse me. I would like whatever, exactly whichever person drew yeah, those headphones to, to also draw, draw me those headphones. Those headphones. Again. Again, please. But you've got to use our affiliate link, cardkingdom.com slash cast. Remember, you can ask for a Magic the Amateur sticker in your order, and they will throw one in there, and then you can stick it on anything. You did not even hold that sticker in frame the first time. Stick it on, a, stick it on your cat. Stick yeah. it on your butt. Stick it in your truck. Stick it in your fridge. And every time you want a snack, you'll remember. I Us. thought at some point that was going to rhyme, and it just <laughs> never did. It was I was like, waiting. It I was, was like waiting. it almost rhymed like several times, but it didn't. Painful. Oh, <laughs> wow. For the noobs. The stack. So this is a segment we used to do on the show all the time. That's right. Which was, we talked about concepts for new players and kind of broke them down and all that kind of thing. And we did it a lot when we started out because we just flat out didn't know these things. That's right. We were learning them for the first time. We were podcasting about it and also learning. And now we know... That's right. Sometimes. Sometimes. Oh, sometimes. sometimes. And we will spread the love uh, to you. And today we're going to talk about one that I think is one of the most complicated concepts for players who are just beginning. So we're not going to talk about layers, which is probably literally the hardest thing in magic. We've never talked about layers. We've just avoided it like the plague. As everyone should. Yes. uh, Unless you're a judge. Then you should probably know. (laughs) If you're a judge, know about layers. If you're everybody else, just hope it never comes up. Keep that knowledge in your brain. Hope it never comes up. And I'll keep my knowledge. Do you ever do that with anybody that you know you're like your i will use your brain for this part of something that i don't know and so my brain doesn't have to know it 
what? <laughs> Do you mean, wait, are you asking me if I ask other people questions? <laughs> no, like, okay, here's an example. Uh, I had a friend uh, growing up who was very good at math, and we would oftentimes run, like, stands, concession stands together and uh, sell, like, chips and stuff for various causes. And I chose the job as a hype man at this stand, so I would try and get people to the stand what i was probably doing was just pushing them away <laughs> through my crazy antics as a child and her job was to do the math when they handed her a five and she could you know change it to whatever minus 25 cents and maria was just like i'm not gonna have to do that your brain will do this math part and my brain will do this other part um and it's the same like whenever i go to a restaurant i'm like oh i gotta calculate this tip i could just get out my calculator and do it or i could learn how to do it the easy way but there's somebody with me who knows how to do this your brain is responsible for doing the tip math <laughs> i have to say no because my brain really likes learning new things yeah so i really i really love if someone was like hey i have a really uh you know i have a, a sick formula for a calculating tip i'd be like teach it to me even though i already have my own that i really like I just, I just can't with math. That's my problem. You just take 10% and double it. That is the way. <laughs> I have heard that. That's very easy. <laughs> well, I'll just keep my human brain in a jar that I bring with me to restaurants. If Maria's story tip math. happened in today's world, her friend would be replaced by a calculator and yeah. Maria would be working in that stand alone. And it would just be me being like, come and buy your Doritos. Come and buy your Doritos. I keep wanting this to resolve into some sort of song that I know. No. But it's not. No. I, oh man, I'm trying to go back in my brain to remember oh, what the song was. Doritos. Oh, Doritos. There we go. There it is. There it is. Anyway, we're not going to talk to you about, about Doritos. We're talking about the stack. And even my mathiverse brain um, can learn about the stack. And uh, this, let's just give a basic what is a stack, and I will represent it visually. Uh, with booster packs. Okay, so the way the stack works is um, when you cast a spell from your hand, uh, it does not just go, if it's a creature, it does not go just immediately onto the battlefield, for instance. No. Um, Journey into Nyx is being cast. <laughs> Hold on, I have it. actual card examples. Oh, okay. So we'll pretend, you're, wait, you can pretend it's oh, okay. uh, the card I'm about to pretend say. Pretend it is. Um, so let's say that there's a creature already on the battlefield, right? Which is this post-it. <laughs> Um, and the, so there's a creature in the battlefield and you're going to cast a pounce. Okay. So you tap your mana and you cast pounce and pounce goes what's called on the stack. And the stack works in a first in last out manner, which means that before. Same as a club. <laughs> That's how it works if you go clubbing. Yeah. Is that if you're the first person to arrive, you have to be the last person to yes. leave. Wow. Yes. Same as a club. Um. Okay. So this is pounce. And I always yeah, imagine so it on the stack. floating in the air. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, so it's like right, it's there. Uh, it, it has not yet resolved. It's just um, you're targeting out. your one of your creatures or one of your opponents, um, and your opponent can say like it doesn't just resolve right away. Your opponent has a moment to interact. If there's a spell on the stack, the only things that can be cast are instants or things with flash. So you can't just cast anything. Like if something's on the stack, you can't cast a creature. Um, the stack has to be empty for sorceries and creatures and all that. Because sort of stuff. creatures need room. To get out onto the battlefield. And if That's the right. stack it's is like full, they can't do it. Trying to crowd through a doorway. They They're too big to it. crowd through the doorway, right? Um, all right. So Pounce is on the stack. And your opponent's like, I have a response. I'm going to cast Depths of Desire, which is an instant that bounces a creature. 
So now depths of desire is on Shoot. the stack above pounce. This is as and what they're trying to do is right. They're trying to bounce your creature so the two of them don't fight. Yeah. Um, because you've already picked your targets for pounce, and if your creature isn't there, the creatures can't fight. Um, and you're like, okay, wait. In response to that, I'm going to cast dive down Shoot. on my creature to give it hexproof, so that you can't depths of desire it. So now your opponent's like, okay. Like, right, there's nothing more that anybody's going to cast, and all this stuff is about to resolve. So the first thing that's going to resolve is the last spell that went in. It's that dive down. It's floating on top. Yep. So oh, it wait, goes, with the, uh, yeah, which was the first one? Dive, dive down? down. Okay. So dive, dive down, down resolves, Boop. and your creature now has plus O, plus three, and hexproof. These other two are still floating in the air. Your opponent has depths of desire, right? And that's targeting your creature. Uh, and so now that spell goes to resolve, but it says, hey, now that creature has hexproof. I can't bounce it anymore. So depths of desire just fizzles, right? <laughs> it looks at the it looks at the creature and it says, that's not a legal target anymore, so I can't resolve. So it just goes away. Your Bye. opponent doesn't get their treasure. Everything sucks for them. Now, pounce, the first thing in is now going to be the last thing to resolve. Pounce is going to target your creature and your opponent's creature, and they're gonna have a little fight. Done. The stack. The stack. First in, last out uh, is the most important thing to remember. Yeah. And you can let things resolve a little ways down and then cast something new on top of it. Say you had um, a dive down to give your thing hexproof and your opponent's like, okay, they let the dive down resolve. They let the depths of desire fizzle and then they see the pounce is still going to resolve. They can cast another instant. Maybe they have crashed the ramparts. Sure. And they're like, I'll crash the ramparts, my guy. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, now Pounce is still there. Crash goes on top. Crash will resolve. Pounce will resolve. Yeah. I I like think this is one of the best ways that Magic Online helped me out learning magic. Absolutely. Because it actually stacks them. Yeah. It, it visually stacks the, the cards that are attempting to resolve on top of each other. And so it just makes it a lot more uh, intuitive. And if you're a visual learner, it can help you a lot. Um, so in real life, I actually do still envision the card kind of like if there's a stack battle or whatever in a lot of yeah. spells trying to resolve a, a kind of stacking on top of each other. And sometimes you'll see people actually do that. Like if the caster spell will put in the middle of the table and if someone has like a counter, they'll put it like on top of like a little bit overlapping. Yeah. Like a little bit overlapping. So you still get that visual effect. Yeah. So most important thing. And then also... An empty stack is what you need if you're going to cast a sorcery or a creature. If there's stuff on the stack, even if it's during your main phase, yeah. if there's stuff on the <laughs> stack, you can only cast instants and things with flash. Yeah, so that's the stack. If uh, any of your friends need some stack help, you know. That's right. Here you go. Now you're like, books, stack it. Spells, stack it. Stack it. it. Cats, stack, stack it. it. Printers, stack, stack it. Robots, stack it. it. Cars, stack, stack it. Planes, stack it. it. We could make a game called Stack It. Oh, wait, I That's just... just Jenga. I just invented Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> it's time uh, for a quick journey into our mailbag. We've got some questions from people who are patrons of the show. If you're mm -hmm. a patron, you can shoot us a message on Discord and the messages... Uh, I don't know, room? What is it called? <laughs> mail area? Mail. Wait, Patriot? That's just like a... Mailbag section. The ma the message section. Go into the mailbag section and put a question in, okay? That's how it works. Or you can uh, I, I, email uh, us on Patreon. I mean, I just like... It's just like a... It's just like a mailbag, right? Or yeah. It's like a... I'm trying to remember what's a, a... It's a chat area. It's like an area... What are they called? I'm sure it's called something. Anyway, uh, our first question is, what is your favorite mechanic in Unstable? 
Ooh, we were and we were just talking about this because yeah. we were looking at it beforehand, and I think that we're both going to we're gonna share the favorite our favorite yes. favorite mechanic, yeah, because it's the. Uh, it's the creatures that combine. It's augment. Augment for sure. For sure. 100%. Like augment is just so cool. It's so cool. I love um, when mechanics kind of uh, force you to use your cards physically differently on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. That's why I really liked bestow and that kind of thing. And so uh, I really like augment. And also, by the way, you can just make ridiculous creatures. It's so fun. I I'm actually hopeful that this mechanic becomes a real thing. Uh, in the future, it'll, of course, be slightly different. But sometimes they do use unsets to test out mechanics and stuff yeah. they might want to do in later sets. And I just think this is really, oh. really neat. And how are you... I mean, how is this going to affect drafting and that it's kind of stuff? It's so cool. Yeah, like, you have to pick them up. So the way... Uh, the way augment works is you're basically combining two creatures. Yeah, you're a mad scientist. You're a mad scientist who's just slinging creatures around. And there's, like... there's the base creatures, right? Like the back halves. Yeah. Which can, you can cast as their own cards. Um, and they all have like some sort of text, like when uh, looking at Merman, when this creature enters the battlefield, you may draw a card. Sure. Um, and then what's like, for me, what makes this so cool is that then the front halves have like text that you can put in front of that. Yeah. So this half kitten, half whatever, right. That you put yeah. it on says whenever, uh, whenever you're dealt damage, comma, comma, and then it'll go over whatever the text is. So instead of uh, having, you know, when it enters the battlefield, draw a card, it says whenever you're dealt damage, comma, draw a card if you combine it with Merman. And half kitten, half blank is kind of neat because it's not a creature. You can't just cast it. You have to pay its augment cost, two and a white. Gives yep. plus one, plus two. Um, um, it's kind of neat. It's like a, an instant or something. Yeah, uh, although you can only do it as a sorcery. Yes. I mean, there's definitely not a creature. It looks like one. Um, my favorite is uh, I'm looking forward to making half kitten, half kitten. Half kitten, half kitten will be great. Because uh, there's adorable kitten, which is a uh, single white for a one one. It says when this creature enters the battlefield, uh, roll a six sided die. You gain life equal to the result. And that's just it's a little it's a little adorable kitten. Although we also said multi headed kitten. Oh, that would be cute. Because multi-headed is this Hydra uh, front half. At the beginning of each end step, if you roll a die this turn, you could have then roll a six-sided die. Beautiful. Great. Can anything be um, the back half of that kitten? What do you mean? Oh, wait. Adorable has to... Oh, yeah. I see. Can so you go in So always anyway? the back. No. Okay. Right. These base ones, like adorable kitten, the stuff with the, with the CMC in the top right-hand corner... Is all a base. Okay, so I it's can't make back adorable pony. No. Ponies are always adorable. But what? But when, whenever this enters the bat, it would work, wouldn't it? Um, but I think like the way that the card is made, right? Because this adorable kitten, neither of them has augment. Sure. So you couldn't put them together. Oh, Also, the cards won't overlap, right? Like the augment cards are made to overlap each other. Yeah. Like this one, like multi-headed goes there. kitten. It'll cleanly overlap. I want to make adorable pony. I mean, like I said, ponies are always adorable. Ordinary pony. Just an ordinary pony. Great. Uh, ordinary pony is two and a white for a two, three. You may exile ta- target non-horse creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. Uh, nice. You could have monkey pony. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies. Monkey pony. Monkey pony. Horrifying. Oh, it's great. 
It's great. It's going to look so cool on the battlefield when you start overlapping these things. Oh, yeah. And having these having these augmented creatures. Oh, it's so cool. Half squirrel, half pony. Oh, my God. Half squirrel, half pony. Oh, half squirrel, half kitten. Is my oh. dream coming true? So cute. Oh, my it's gonna be God. So cute so we're gonna have uh people have been asking for us for a rule show for unstable which is just asking f- you know really asking for it <laughs> in the general sense of the term it's gonna get real it's weird it's gonna get crazy and so yeah. what we're gonna do is judge yeah. rob is gonna come on the show next week to help us out with unstable rules and it's just gonna be really fun because uh just it's just craziness yeah um and so it may, our episode might be posted a little later than usual, but it's because we're bringing you some uh, sweet Judge Rob action, which I know are some of the favorite episodes of Magic the Amateuring. So get ready for some get ready weird rules, some weird and crazy rules. And if you have any questions, of course, uh, you can start tweeting them at us at MTA cast, putting them in discord, however you want for Judge Rob and Unstable, because I'm sure the, the, the number of questions is unending yeah. for this set. Yeah. OK, next question. Uh, what is your, oh, sorry. What are your thoughts on the new buy a box promo that starts on black Friday? We looked at these. Yeah. The, the backs. So the, one of the parts of the buy a box promo is, um, you'll get one alternate art premium foil, a double face card from Ixalan. Nice. So those are the lands on the back and the, and it's like the front sides are all the same. Search for Escanta. Um, and then when you turn it over, yeah, exactly. Legion's landing, all those. And then when you flip it over, instead of having the, the art that's originally on them, they have like the part of the map, map that they are, the Ixalan map. They're super cool. It looks awesome. <clears throat> and there's a lot of, um, you there's get, a lot of other parts. Yeah. Two premium foil basic lands, four rare mythic rare cards from standard legal sets and two premium foil cards from standard legal set. So you get a pretty sweet booster. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's cool. Like if you're already going to buy a box, yeah. you might as well. Those double faced cards are probably the like where it's at yeah. in terms of that promo. Yeah. Like if you like you're guaranteed one of those and that's pretty like they just look so cool. Looks gorgeous. They if you get that really Escanta, awesome. that's going to be great. Like uh, you're rolling the dice a little bit with these uh, boosters. Of course, sometimes you get a dud or whatever. But if I mean, like if you're going to buy a get one of these, if you're going to buy a box, buy a box anyway. Exactly. And then you get this. Buy a box. <laughs> you'll get a promo. Why not? It's great. Why wouldn't you? So, yeah, for us, uh, our vote is all upside. All upside, man. Um, this question, I don't know how to answer. Which Phyrexian throws the best parties? Elish Norn. Phyrexian Rager. <laughs> because he throws a Rager. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, Elish Norn's like, party would be like, you walk in and then you just feel worse. I feel like it's like a... a it would have to be like a really, it's like the fanciest black tie oh, gala. Oh, very fancy. Because Elish Norn already looks like they could be wearing like one mm-hmm. of those really elaborate like yeah. Met, Met gowns, gowns or whatever. Exactly. The one, that, it's for the show, which is the show where everybody wears the craziest stuff. That's the Met. The Met gala. The Met gala, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like. Also, one, if I ever get invited, I'm just going to go in full on Schnorn cosplay <laughs> with like some like the we- the whole like the headpiece. And yeah. Everything. All right. Okay. You heard it here first. If you have tickets to the Met Gala, contact Megan if you want to see Ella Schnorn sucker. on the red carpet. Um, and I mean, like, hi, I'm going to go for like high fashion Ella Schnorn. It's going to be great. <laughs> Anyways. But I was going to say like Ella Schnorn, like everyone that's supposed to be at the party is going to be like having a great time feeling better than ever. Oh and yeah, everyone anyone who's any not party invited, crashers, they are gonna feel terrible. That's right. If anyone tries to crash that party, they're just gonna be yeah. miserable. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. 
All right, if you want to submit questions to us, become a patron, patreon.com slash mtacast to be part of our family. (laughs) (laughs) And you too can ask a question. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right, Maria. Yes. Luckily, we already talked about part of Unstable because yeah, we there's did. so much to talk there, about. You could go on for a hundred years. There's so so much awesome happening. Can I say though, one of my favorite cards that I've ever seen? Yeah, hit me. Animate Library. This card is incredible. I want this art. Yeah, this art is great. I'm gonna go find a print of this. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know find this artist's print print shop. <laughs> Um, and get this because it's so I love it so much Uh, it's just a bunch of books like made into this giant elemental creature anyways uh, animate library for blue blue enchantment aura enchant your library enchanted library is an artifact creature on the battlefield with power and toughness each equal to the number of cards in it it's still a library if enchanted library would leave the battlefield exile animate library instead love it your entire so library great. is lumbering in to smash your opponent for quite a it's lot of damage. A lot. I mean, it's think gonna about it. It's going to be like it. a 25-25 or probably even more sometimes. I mean, like probably like a, yeah. It's yeah, 21-21, something big like that. Yeah. It's going to be It's gonna be great. I mean, like, yeah, no matter what it is, it's big. It is big. <laughs> 2020. And it's coming it's for you. It's big. And you don't have to worry, like, if it gets killed, it's not going to, like, all of a sudden you lost your library and it goes into the graveyard. That would be bad. You just lose the aura. It just becomes your library again. It's great. We were uh, joking earlier about this card, Handy Dandy Clone Machine. <laughs> which That's right. That's great. It's a great name. Three, mana for an artifact. Two, tap it. Create a 2-2 two, two colorless homunculus creature token. It must be represented by a unique hand and two fingers at all times. Or it ceases to exist. Wow. So you got to do that. You got to like, finger guys. It's always there. Yeah. Boop. And if you try and like draw, if you have, if you're, if you tried to make two, you have to be able to draw your card and hold your library or hold your hand, hand. while also maintaining your little tutu. My little tutus. And this is kind of reminiscent of a card we saw spoiled actually uh, today from uh, the wizard himself, Nate Holt. And uh, you have to, it's a four one flyer. And it ceases to exist or it leaves the battlefield or whatever if your head stops touching the table. <laughs> so, like, you could there, there could be a situation that exists where your head's on the table and your two hands are... And your two hands are homunculuses. <laughs> and you just look ridiculous. I love it. Great. I am so excited. Maria, do you, have a, do you have a card that you've seen that you were just like, this is also great? Yeah, I want to talk about uh, the Gimme 5 uh, card, which oh, yeah. Where'd it people go? were tweeting at us because... Uh, Obviously, we're all about those we're high fives. We're all about fives. those high fives. It costs a single white mana for an instant. You gain one life for each person who high fives you in the next 30 seconds. Each player in a silver bordered game who high fives you also gains one life. So, yeah, you know, spread the love. Everyone wins. Yeah, man. Pretty great. Pretty great. You definitely want to play this at a pre-release or something uh, <laughs> to get them in a room maximum where it's value. The most people, yeah. I could definitely see this at like a, a release event and just like three different people yeah. running around the room at any Give given me time. Five. Give me five. Like Give me high five. Give me high five. Would awesome. you like to be my tutu humunculus token? Sure. <laughs> I'll come in. Yeah. Uh, fabulous. Love it. Nice. Um, this is one I really like. Phoebe, head of sneak. Uh, <laughs> one blue black for a 2-3 legendary creature human spy. Phoebe, head of sneak, can't be blocked by creatures with flavor text. Yeah, there is a flavor text kind of sub theme here. There's another card that cares about it. 
Yeah. Screen. Um, two blue black. Phoebe permanently steals target creature's text box. Nice. So you can steal something's text, like give it to me. So that it does not have it anymore. Oh, like for instance. Oh, like, like so it takes it away flying. from yeah. Them. Like the whole text box. Oh. So this creature, a novelemental, which also great, um, has flying and can block only creatures with flying. For instance, if you took that, yeah. It would Phoebe would have flying. And so then Novelemental would just be a two one. Yeah. The end. Would just be a two one. Oh, it's re- it's reading Jane Eyre. I know. <laughs> I know. Cute. It is no, this is it. It is Jane Eyre. Oh, the that Novelemental is, it. is Jane Eyre. Yeah. Um it's Beautiful. pretty great. Oh, this I God, sorry, I remember seeing this one too. Masterful Ninja. Haste. Reveal Masterful Ninja from your hand. Masterful Ninja is on the battlefield and in your hand until end of turn. <laughs> It's so good. Amazing. It's so good. Can you imagine if they tried to put this set online? <laughs> Everything just, would melt. Just insanity. Oh, I mean, it's just going to be so much fun. Yeah. Maria. Yes. Speaking of how much fun it's going to be. Yeah. We're going to get a chance to play this. We are. Very, very soon. Yeah. We are going to be heading up to Canada to play in the pre-pre-release with our friends at Loading Ready Run. And we'll be playing unstable for the first time that's right you guys who else is gonna be there mark rosewater mark freaking none rosewater. other than mark rosewater and, and wedge we're so excited From we're the so excited it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be just the the greatest what a great crew and we, nobody loves unsets more than Mar- mark rosewater he that's loves right. these sets you know he used to be a comedy writer on roseanne <laughs> like and now he's a magic card designer, and uh, he's still using those comedy. I did not know that. Yeah. He was a comedy writer on Roseanne. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so he's just like, what I'll a life. Those. What a life. Like, talk. Yeah, for real. I Oh, I used to write for, like, one of the most popular sitcoms of all time, and now I make the best game in the world. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty great. So I mean, he, I guess he loves if, making if these. If I were that person, I'd be excited all the time, too. Dr. Julius Jumblemorph. Sorry, that's just such a good name. That's a really good name. Hello, I'm Dr. Julius Jumblemorph. <laughs> Do you know, have we seen, BT Dubs, have we seen our raccoon friend yet on no. a card? No. Okay. So we still don't know who our raccoon friend is. Nope. Um, which is important because there just might be some, there just might be some, yeah. you know, cosplaying at this point. We need to see it. I mean, the art is insane. It's raccoon open in its trench coat and a bunch of squirrels are jumping out. So how is that not the greatest card ever printed? I don't know. Uh, But it's not been previewed yet. No, it hasn't. And we continue to see more new contraptions as well. They're so cool. Just gorgeous. They look amazing. They look so cool. They're beautiful rainbow colors. And it just, I just love them so much. I love them. No border. Get at Uh. me. Get at me, no border cards. So good. Gift horse. <laughs> Whenever you crank gift horse, roll a two six-sided die. Uh, roll two six-sided dice. Create a number of one one uh, red goblin creature tokens equal to the difference between those results. Nice. That's just straight value right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old-fashioned vampire. <laughs> oh, that's great. Three black black for a three three flying. Old-fashioned vampire gets plus two plus two and has death touch as long as it's dark outside. <laughs> nice. nice. Stalking hard or hardly stalking, am I right? <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. So, oh. uh, 
Uh, yeah, just 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 super so pumped. Cool. So make sure you tune in to the pre pre release details over on Loading Ready Runs Twitter account and uh, check it out because we're gonna be slinging cards literally. I'm sure if uh, somebody opens. Uh, what was our slang mantis? Was that it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, slang mantis. You, <laughs> you can throw me some throwing, throwing cards, and oh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a card at Mark Rosewater, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a promise, and everybody. That's a promise. And that's a promise. Megan, hey. where were you recently? I was in Portland. Wow. What's Portland like? Um, it is exactly as promised. Yeah. Um, on my one free morning there, I got some coffee. Uh-huh. Great coffee. Okay, you started out very Portland. Okay, second very Portland. Yeah, All it right. was great. Um, at Powell's. You guys, I could, live, Portland. I could live in that bookstore. I could live people there. People probably do. <laughs> I mean, it's big enough. They probably just shove shoot yeah. people out like, hey, 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 I know you want to live here. Yeah. You can't live here you could pull every a, day. You could pull a mixed up files. Oh, yeah. And for just sure. and just live in there. Live there for sure. Um, like I was only there for like maybe 45 minutes and I could have left with 20 books. Oh, yeah. I wanted there were so many books I wanted. I wanted all and of them. And they just ship them straight oh, to you. So there's God. no like, you know. I mean, but like checks and balances. But then I have to. But then you have to like leave them there. Like you just got those poor books yeah, that and is you true. have to leave them there. That's what I so. did last time. I was like, I just shipped myself a huge pile of books. I just, I kept, kept it reasonable. I just, I bought one. Oh, um, restraint. I'm, yeah. So thank you. I'm very restrained. What was um, the next Portland activity you did? Uh, and then I saw a rainbow. Okay, very Portland. After walking over a bridge. Very Portland. I walked over a giant bridge. I felt very brave because it was a giant industrial drawbridge. <laughs> and that scares the F out of me. Megan, your Portland score is currently 8 out of 10. It's it's scary as shit, man. Yeah. Like, giant drawbridges? Holy buckets. Ugh, no. But I walked over it and I felt very brave and I Wasn't saw a rainbow. Wasn't the bridge that kind of goes like this? Yeah. Yeah. That's what a drawbridge is. I was, oh, it's a lift bridge that just goes up and down. Oh, wait, this one was that then. It was a lift bridge. Yeah. It was scary. I did not want to be there. But just Were on you, the middle part. What if it went up? That's Maria. <laughs> like, I'm not even, I'm not even on the bridge right now, but you say that to me and I feel a little bit of panic. It's okay. I grew up in Duluth where all our lives revolve around that lift bridge. Oh. <laughs> So that part was my less like, but do you know what? I did it. There was a rainbow at the end. It was beautiful. Symbolic. And then I got caught in the rain because wow, I had left in the morning. I'd left in the morning and was like, oh, it's so nice out. Uh, and then, and then 20 minutes later, it was raining on me. Portland score nine out of 10. Well done. Thank you. Well thank done. You, thank you. Uh, so yeah, it was great. There's also magic happening. Yeah, there was also <laughs> magic. <laughs> Turns out. The, what I just described was literally my Monday morning. That's <laughs> that great. That's great. And then the rest of the time, uh, do you know what I realized while I was there? Like, GP Portland's are always some of my favorites. Yeah, GP they're Portland's great. great. Um, they're so much fun. One time we went to one and we teamed with Judge Rob. Yeah. That was wow. awesome. Memories. Memories. I, fell, I slowly fell off a chair at another GP Portland. Do you know what? I, that, no, that was the one with Judge Rob. Oh, is it that one? Okay. I As I was there, like, on... <laughs> On Saturday morning, I was taking the photo for, like, the header image, uh, and I stood on a chair to do it, and as I stood on it, because it was those foldy chairs, I thought of you. <laughs> I thought of you You slowly. stood on one? Yeah, I did. After what you saw happen to me? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I trust me. 
I slowly, I slowly fell off a chair. Slowly fell in Portland a few years ago. Maria did. It was more like I fell into a chair. I fell yeah, into a folding fall, chair you fall, because you stood on kind of like the back part of it. Where, like, if you if you stand on the part that's close to the back, then, yeah, it's going to fold into on, onto itself. So I stood towards the front edge of it. I was taking a photo with a fan. Anyways. In my defense. But it was very, very painful. Yeah. <laughs> my ankle is messed up for quite a while after that fall. Uh, it was for, like, a, a long time. We also went on a hike in Portland at a GP there. We did? Yeah. We sure did. We went up to the gardens. The Oh, that's right. That was that same one. Yep. It was really pretty. Very nice. Um, so anyways, yeah, GP Portland's are great. But So I was working this one. Standard. And there was standard happening. Standard. There was a lot of teamer energy in Rami Napred. That's true. There was also some Sultai energy. There was a lot of energy in Rami Napred. There was a saying. lot of energy running around Look, this GP. I'm going to tell you how it is for reals. And there was too much for my like likeling. Probably for most people's likeling. Yes. I TVH. think for, for everybody. But... There were some very cool decks there. Yeah. And if you check out um, the day one and the highlights and the top moments, I put some of the cooler deck lists that didn't necessarily make it into the 9 through 16 deck lists. Okay. Um, like Chris Botello, Chris Catpack Botello. Chris Catpack! Uh, who was, uh, Catpack was last year. And so this year he came and he was playing for, um, fel- like the, what is it? Felidar. Felidar, fel- Felidar Guardian. Oh, Guardian. Yeah. No, yeah. wait, not Guardian. Sovereign is well, cat from a long time ago. What are that's you right, Guardian. Of? Wait, which one is it? The one that's right now. There's Felidar too many. Guardian is the Sahili one. Okay, you're right. Um, what is, am I, no, Regal Caracal. Regal Caracal. Oh, there we go. Got I was there. like, am I thinking of this Got right? No. There. Regal, <laughs> why? There's too many of those white cats. He had to play another cat deck because he had to run back those cats. He was, anyway, he was playing four Regal Caracal on his main deck. Nice. It was great. It was super great. Anyways, so that's that's there. Um, there's a mono black aggro deck. Love it. That was playing Sign a single copy of Skullduggery. Oh, Dubs. wow. Um, that's pretty cool. And then obviously my favorite from yeah. the weekend um, was Corey Burkhart was playing a blue white cycling deck. That's there were a nutty. couple of people there with this. And I just love it. And I was like, Megan, does this deck play Trenchal Gearhawk or something? And she's like, No. no. It doesn't. No creatures. It plays Drake Haven. It plays Drake Haven. Wow. That's how it wins. And it plays Abandoned Sarcophagus. What? So you can can recast all those cards in your graveyard. (laughs) It is beautiful. It's great. This deck does sound actually very cool. It's really cool. And Um, Drake Haven's the win condition. Yeah. Oh, I guess you could beat him up with the sarcophagus. No, it's not a creature. What am I thinking of? I'm You're thinking, thinking of, of hollow one. Hollow one. Yeah. Abandoned sarcophagus just lets you cast all the stuff in your graveyard. Um, but yeah, you just like cast some Drake Havens and get them. Nice. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and like a, a card that like that got fifteenth. A card like Drake Haven when you're in a format that is you know not expecting. Yeah. It is kind of could, could be it's good. It's great. It's great. And then there's like a lot of like it plays like renewed faith. Wow. Incredible. Yeah, that's that cycling game life card and ugh, it's well, it was great. Yeah, I so was all about that deck. Innovation still happening. Still happening. Still a brewer's paradise out there. Exactly. And Shahar Shenhar took the whole tournament down. That's right. Playing what was Shahar on? Was he on Teamer Energy? Yep. Barf. Sorry, Shahar. <laughs> Nothing personal. I asked uh this question to Megan the other day. 
uh, in the car. I was like, how do you feel now that we've been living in this cycle of longer rotations and standards? That's right. We did talk about that. Are you thinking like, oh, this is too long. I'm just bored of this. I do feel like I get I I very much um, sympathize with the people who are like, it's too expensive to have it rotate more. often. Absolutely. Because that is a very real concern. Yeah. And um, keeping up with it, too. Keeping up with it can be very pricey if like standard is your jam. And if that's your jam, I'm not going to hate on it. Yeah. Go you. Um, and but at the same time, for me, I'm just like, how many more? Times will I have to watch someone cast a bristling hydra? Yeah. Right. Or a glory bringer. Like, I'm done watching that happen. It's kind of, there's like no, it kind of feels like there's no happy way to make these yeah, things both no happy exist medium. at the same time. Well, I mean, I think that's what they're trying to do with the bannings. So who knows if we'll see. Yeah. If we'll see any bannings come out of this. Um, I feel like they're a little hesitant to, you know, kind of uh, very aggressively pull the trigger on that stuff. But uh, at the same time, if people are like, Oh my goodness, too much steamer energy. They'll be like, no. Nah. So we'll see. we're the virtuoso band. Yeah, right. That would be. I was thinking, like, what if they just went, like, for a soft band, like, a tune with Ether? Like, band. that would be a sick oh, band. Oh, it sure would. That would be, like, people. Could you still play that deck? It's the stupid little green common. And who knows how bad it would be for them? It I could think be, it'd be pretty, pretty bad. bad. Who knows? That would be, just be delightful. Wow. Um, I love it. I would love to watch that. Do you also do you know also what I noticed while I was there? First of all, Corey Baumeister, 9-0 on day one. Whatever. And he he ended up not making uh the top eight uh, yet again. But he was still he went ten rounds undefeated and it was just like absurd. Again. Corey Baumeister, all star. By the way, tomorrow. Magic the Prothering. Magic the Prothering. A new Magic the Prothering. A new Magic Prothering with Corey and, and Brad. Brad. It's a devil. It's a two for one. It's adorable. They're so cute, you it's guys. So cute. They're they're just the best brothers, and it's um. It's really cute. model brother. It's great relationship. Yeah, and they talk about what it's like to play magic as brothers, and like all of the various benefits and pitfalls that comes with, and how they got started playing with each other, like in the game of magic, and blah 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 blah. Listen to it. It's coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Before we move on, I do want to say one thing that I thought this weekend. On Sunday. Wow, it's a rainbow. Right. Oh, um, that was yeah, that was Monday. So as, right, like part of my job is like to type up the top eight player profiles, which yes. is like the little questionnaire that you make, let, like you make people fill out if they've made the top eight. And there were a couple of pros that filled it out, like um, Shahar and Christopher Larson, who's a Danish pro. Um, and then there were like a couple of, of players who were making their first top eights. Yeah. And it just really struck me as I'm feeling like as I'm typing these up, because it happens every single time that the pros are always just very dismissive of what they've accomplished or of all of the answers. Right. Like you ask people like, hey, what are, like like what are your previous magic accomplishments? And they'll just list stuff like like all oh, oh, like, time I'm I a, won I'm two like, world championships. No, they don't even say that, though. Right. It's just like <laughs> it's like um like Christopher Larson, who's like, again, like this Danish pro is just like, he did say some cute stuff about like throwing Seth Manfield in the air because he was his teammate. So oh, he's yeah, like, yeah. Because he's thrower. like an enormous. Like, exactly. Dude. So he's like huge. But like part of it was just like, oh, like a two headed giant champion. And like that happens consistently with these. And then I get to these really sweet ones from these people who are making these top eights for their first time. And it's like, what would meaning this mean, like winning this mean to you? And they're like everything. Like I work all the time for this. And I guess I just wish that you got to see more of that from more people in magic. Because I feel like part of magic is 
there's all of these people trying so hard, but it's also a group of people who are trying to be like trying to like save face with their friends or something and try and act like they're not trying hard or it doesn't matter if they don't succeed. And part of like remaining cool is pretending like when you accomplish something big, it's not a big deal because that way, if you don't accomplish it, it's not a big deal. Also, if you lost and it's like, I just want to tell people it's okay to care. Because it's so, I think it's so much nicer for people to read these top eight profiles where people are legitimately so happy. And they're just like, this means so much to me. And yeah. maybe if you've made nine of them, it doesn't matter to you anymore. I'm sure it does, but it's just not going to be the same as your first. Exactly. But it's just like, what if, what if instead of like trying to be like offhand about it, what if you just put something sincere? What if you only wrote something sincere every time? I think that it would be better. So this is just my note to you. Let yourself be sincere. And if someone like thinks that you're dumb for trying hard, they're dumb. <laughs> this has been Megan's minute. That's my minute. <laughs> I just see it all the time though. You know, oh, as yeah. I'm typing for these sure. up, I see it all the time. And it's just like, do you know what's not cool is your dismissiveness of how hard people work at this. It's not cool. And even if you're doing it so that you're trying to save face or so that you don't feel bad sometimes if you don't make the top eight, you're, I don't think you're helping anyone. And that's just my, that's my two cents. That's my, like, I was like mad there for a second. (laughs) 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 You know, it's just like being able to take a step back sometimes because when you do something a whole bunch and when it's your life, sometimes it can seem routine. You're like, okay, got another top eight or whatever. Cause you're working so hard at it constantly and you're just grinding, grinding, grinding that it can just feel like, okay, there's my other top eight. Um, but I think, you know, it's to the point where I order them so that the people like the profiles at the top of the page are the ones that are saying something sincere. Because when I think too about someone who's wants to find out about these people who have done this, they're like, this is what I really want to do. I want to top eight a tournament. And they go and these read these profiles. I want the first things they read is to be people who are affirming that this is a goal to chase. These people at the top who are like, this win is like a win here would be incredible. Making this top eight feels so great. Like that you don't want the first thing that that like person who's aspiring to be there to read is just like a whatever. Like you don't want them to read that. <laughs> I'll stop ranting. Maria just keeps giving me these looks like, are you done? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done now. I'm done. Let's get iconic. Hey, everybody. Maria did some seal Iconic Masters. Yeah, so Iconic Masters, what a set. Yeah. You know, turns out with a name like Iconic Masters, it better well live up to what it's being called. Yeah. Uh, and you can do some really cool stuff in this set. Um, let's just, I'm just briefly going to go over uh, the color pairs because we never really touched on this in the show. And if you're like, I'd probably draft this like one time in a store or something because it is pretty pricey or go online, try draft. Um, you can, uh, there's a bunch of different fun archetypes. One that I uh, built and sealed was black, white life gain, Ooh, um, which was pretty cool. Very fun. And um, you can even draft or build channel fireball. That's in this yeah. set. You can do that. Uh, speaking of red, green, that's a ramping strategy. Mm-hmm. Blue, green is kind of a walls mill you doorkeeper strategy. Very cool. So like, very cool. There's definitely a lot of ways to mill. Yeah. Um, and walls matter. Vent Sentinel is in the set too. There's some sweet, um, like red, black and red, blue dragon. Dragons. Action. Yes. Oh, blue, cool. black mills as well has more milling cards too you have so many fireballs yeah those 
I don't think those were all in my pool. Oh, okay. I was like, this, that would be a I lot definitely of didn't. Fireballs. I splashed for one fireball. I had a fireball. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was kind of cool. Um, blue white is flyers, of course, just very kind of standard. Um, blue red is spells, and you can do stuff with a kiln fiend. Oh yeah. And just like go crazy, and it's got sweet uh, dragon flyers and like hypersonic dragon in blue red. Um, Wall of roots. Love this. Wall of roots is so in the good. set. Ugh. Just ramp yourself into oblivion. Uh, green white is counters matter, and there's a lot of cool cards to support that. Black green is also counters. Black but green, yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Kind of like overlaps there a little bit. I don't know what I'm missing. I think that's probably it. Yeah, um, very cool. But there's a lot of cool stuff. Obviously, super powerful cards. I'm just gonna show you quick what I did in my sealed pool. Uh, I had Ab- Abzan Battle Priest, which uh, is very helpful if you're doing a counter strategy had a lot of good removal reeve soul a blinding mage essentially kind of removal um inak bondkin for my sweet counters play at a couple of inak bondkins actually at two two reeve souls souls um and then i had some just straight up good cards which worked in <laughs> so i had blood baron of viscopa in uh this black white life gain deck i had this cool indulgent tormentor demon which is a five three flyer for five and at the beginning of your upkeep draw a card unless target opponent sacrifices creature or uh pays three life wow it was fabulous i had the black kamigawa dragon in this deck as well um just just i've kind of had it all there yeah i splashed great. a fireball um and it, i played with it incorrectly which i should have known um, because somebody played it incorrectly against us, I think when we were streaming one day, um, it's yeah. like this X damage rounded down among all creatures. Mm-hmm. And so that can get a little dicey, but, um, turns out I should have just been saving to fireball people straight in the face because it comes <laughs> out of nowhere and there's no way to stop it. And that's how I lost my last round. But yeah, it was super fun sealed environment. Like yeah. when you've got, turns out it's just like modern masters. You got a lot of powerful cards. You can just like go to town and, yeah. um, just build something really powerful and fun. Uh, and and yeah, I don't know. I think Rolling. it's a good set, actually. Yeah. To draft, too. Nice. We drafted green black yesterday. We did. We didn't do so hot. No, but our deck was sweet. Our deck was really sweet. We had two corpse jack menaces. Get out. We had the Omnixilis. Yeah. We had like both menaces in play. And then we had Omnixilis and we played a land. And the Omnixilis has landfall. Like your opponent loses three life. And, if the, and then you put three counters on Omnixilis. Yeah. But with both two corpse, two corpse jacks menaces, it got twelve counters. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, magic at its purest form. It was great. So we've got a booster pack here. Yeah, we're gonna crack this. We're gonna play our classic movie pitches. movie pitches, and these are going to go into the drawing for um, a patron for November. Yeah, so head on over patreon.com slash mta cast. Sign up. All right. Do these have a land in them? No. I don't remember. Do you need a spirit token? You've got one Uh, now. No, that's a card. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. Let's make some movies. (laughs) All right. Um, This is a. um, This is um. Oh, this is. (laughs) 
this is a fantasy. Okay. Um, fantasy except, film. Or it's it's more of like a it's more of like a magical realism actually because it's set in our world. Um, but there's like you know bits of magic where you're like what? And uh, this guy is uh, this guy has just gotten out of a really long relationship. Um, and it was you know it was like really tough on him. Yeah. And he is you know he's very heartbroken. So he he goes on a trip to go visit family. Uh, he has some family in Italy. Oh, yeah. So he goes to visit them. And while he's in Italy, uh, in one of the cities, he, like, comes across. He's, like, out at night. He's, like, he's been drinking a little bit. He's out at night. And he stumbles. And he sees this fountain. Uh, and he thinks he sees, like, a woman in the fountain. Whoa. Like, this really ethereal woman. <gasps> um, and he, like, splashes in the fountain and, like, tries to, like, find out where she is. But she, it's, like, it's just a fountain it's when he like fountain. he's there and he's like what's going on and then like he gets arrested because he's like a, he's a publicly intoxicated and inside of a fountain <laughs> um you know his family bails him out and they're like we're really worried about you and he's like i saw a woman in this fountain and so it's like this magical realism story of him like trying to find this beautiful woman that he thought he saw in a fountain uh and it's called radiant fountain Wow. Does he find her in the end? Was she You'll real? You'll just have to watch the movie oh. to find out. This movie is a spinoff from the Harry Potter universe. Uh, in one of the books, I just can't remember. There is a basilisk that he fights or something <laughs> in some dungeon somewhere uh -huh. in Hogwarts because that's a safe school. Uh, and so this is a movie yeah. about that basilisk family that goes on a revenge killing spree to try and find harry potter and make him pay for his crimes um and in the end it's like the the son of the basilisk triumphs uh and uh gets gets the revenge and uh then realizes that he wasn't maybe what he was seeking for all along greater basilisk <laughs> that's dark um, dark fanfic yeah okay so this one is um this one is like a this one is like a soccer version. It's oh kind of like gosh. a soccer, contemporary soccer version of um, a league of their own. <laughs> um, about so like the MLS, but they're like, oh, we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the so it's the like it's two um, it's two women. And they're both like ever since they were kids, they were best friends as kids growing up. So it's also a little bit of bend it like back up. There's there's these two girls and they're like best friends growing Make up it. and they both want to be really great at soccer. And one of them's um a really uh a really great um like goalkeeper, goalie. And then the other one um is very she's a midfielder because she's super fast and she runs a lot. Disney already Santa. bought this for me. Actually, so one of them is a, is on the front line. She's like the striker, right? She's the person sure. who makes the kicks. And then the other one's a, is a midfielder and they're like we go like we work so well together. Like eventually we're going to be on the same like pro teams. Yeah. And like we'll get to we'll get to work together, but it turns out that they end up getting split onto oh. different teams. Rival teams. And they have to play each other. Um and it turns into a huge rival that tears their friendship oh. apart um, until they both end up on the U.S. women's soccer team for the World Cup um, and they have to mend their friendship so that they can work great <laughs> together once more. <laughs> and their, their nicknames are Rift and Bolt. It's Rift Bolt. <laughs> hey, Rift, what's up? Why is that my nickname? Just don't think about it. <laughs> Shut up, Bolt. <laughs> Bolt's a cool nickname. I don't understand how I got... No, shh, shh be quiet. Uh, this movie... <laughs> <laughs> it's very stupid it's uh some kind of like 
I don't know what to compare it to, but anyway, there is the Smithsonian and there is the display of the first moon landing. So they've got the gear there. They've got the rocket ship. They've got the space suit and uh, the glove that held the first moon rock is kind of encased in like a glass case. Okay. And um, uh, somebody, a thief wants to come in and steal this cool space glove. Uh, and they they break into the Smithsonian, steal it, okay. and in doing so, there was a whole bunch of uh, dust left in the glove from touching the first moon rock, and it spills out into society and starts infecting I know, people. I already know what car. <laughs> I know what car this is. It's pretty straightforward, <laughs> and everyone gets sick, and it's a huge plague, and they have to uh, find like you know the person who stole it to put it back to try and solve. It's kind of like a caper mystery zombie situation. Moon glove extract. <laughs> nice. I can see this going places. Yeah, I yeah. mean that could be a real. Film. Yeah. It'd be really stupid, but it'd be a film. Okay, um, so my my movie is one that's about a contract killer who um is just contract like, killing. Yeah, oh wait, it's just like, do you know what? I'm I'm not going to uh like I'm not gonna get into this life only just to, like I don't want it to become routine. I don't want to just like be going through the daily slog of a day job, even though my day job is killing people. <laughs> I want to like find slog. joy in it. Um, and so what they do is they only take hits out on people that they feel really deserve it. And they research the person's life. This has so got to be real. So when they Already. kill the person, they feel like the this like rush they, of yeah. joy and like taking out someone that they believe was bad. Yeah. Um, but eventually they find one person that on the surface looks like they're bad. But once they start investigating their life in yeah. order to like learn more and get that thrill, uh, they find that like they're actually like secretly doing a lot of really good work, but they just believe in like keeping it quiet that that's like, you know, it's not about telling people about it. It's just about doing good deeds. Um, and then they realize that like there was probably good facets to all of these people. Oh no. That they crisis. And so to go like they don't kill this person yeah. and then they try to atone for their sins by going and learning about each of the people they killed in the past and like, and, like helping finding out their what family. was like redeeming about them. Nice. Yeah. Like, co- like getting in contact with what was redeeming about these people that they thought they could just hate this movie's made um it's called thrill kill assassin yeah okay. this is that movie's getting made 100 <laughs> percent. people are gonna go see that uh it reminds me kind of of the backwards of that will smith movie spoiler alert it's really bad but Which one uh, the pursuit of <laughs> <laughs> no it's the one where he uh kills himself in the bathtub with a squid what yep that's I a real no movie everybody what this is real movie all right, uh, this one is a, going for an Oscar. It's a it's wow, okay. whoever's going it going yep. hard to win best Oscar, and yeah. like best Oscar. Best <laughs> you, Oscar. you win best Oscar. Your best Oscar. <laughs> and so this director has made a film with all the trappings, and it's like freaking black and white. It's um somebody who is uh, uh their job is a prison guard, and they are guarding prisoners for some horrible. You know, insert whatever you want to put. They are horrible prisoner people. Are, okay. you, are you trying to find it? Uh, what? No, I'm I'm finding something else. Oh, okay. And you could it could be in Nazi Germany, like after a Nuremberg or whatever. It could be some. You're guarding horrible people in a jail, okay. and the story is of a of that prison guard, and they get attached to one of the prisoners, and they fall in love, despite the fact that they have done horrible things out in the world, and it's like trying to reconcile. Uh, with this but then they get promoted to executioner <gasps> and they have to do the you know lethal injection or whatever oh armchair for the person that they fell oh. in love with but they have you know actually done horrible things guard duty wow guard duty dark i know that's it's getting up there best picture <laughs> best picture 
Okay, uh, this is this is a film that's going to star Gail Garcia Bernal, uh, and it's in the in the same vein as The Science of Sleep, um, those sorts of films, and it's uh, it's about um this this guy who finds uh someone's like diary essentially, yeah, um, who lived in his house but like a hundred years ago basically nice um but he finds that you know by by reading it at night he can go into the pages whoa um, and not only like at first he thinks that he's just it's kind of like the uh the harry potter one yeah right where he's just like walking around and seeing the memories yeah but then he finds out that he can start altering the memories nice and if he alters stuff that's happening in the past he'll see when he comes back out during it's the different. daytime he sees different things in the world around him <gasps> it's called surreal memoir wow we are get, we are just letting the hits roll. <laughs> I mean, iconic masters. It turns out. It turns like, out. Yeah. Well, we may have hit our first dud. <laughs> I was about to think the same. Thing. Uh, because this movie, unfortunately, has to be about Jace. <laughs> uh. So it's a Jace film. I'm sorry, everybody. Okay. Um, but it's about Jace while he's on uh, Ixalan, dealing with his sh- shadowy memories of yeah. the times in the past and uh, and what he's done as a planeswalker and dealing with the reckoning of that Jace's phantasm. Um, this one, this one is about a, a pig that wins a prize <laughs> for being the biggest oh, pig. It's in. called Wild Size. <laughs> <laughs> You're the biggest pig, Wild Size. This is a movie about a gang of criminals and they like are, you know, stealing stuff. But it's kind of like they're, you know, they're you love them. They're lovable criminals doing these crimes. And there's a misfit who his whole life has never been able to fit in anywhere. But he finds himself fitting in with this gang of criminals. You know why he's a misfit? Because he grew up with a hammer for a hand. (laughs) And he could never fit in anywhere. He was always a bull in a china shop. But with this gang of criminals, he finally fits in a hammerhead. Nice. Okay, that that sounds like like that's definitely in the comic book. Universe. Oh yeah, for sure. There hammer is hand. hammerhand. Uh, okay, so this is like an alternate story of um, the River Sticks. Ooh, nice. Um, and about the uh, uh, the boat that goes back and forth across. And the guy, what's his name? It starts with a K. Karanos. No. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyways, who ferries people back and forth across? Who won't be that? It's a, you know, somebody some else. anonymous person. Okay. In this one. Um, and it turns out that the river Styx is not actually just like some underground river. It's like the tears of all of the people who are crying up above when they lose someone and they go down to Hades. Wow. So the river is made of all of these people who are crying about their loved ones up above. It's called River of Tears. Wow. Is that a r- is that a rare? Is. It is. This is a sick land. That's beautiful. Um, it is. It's this is actually really pretty art. Um, this is our rare. It's uh, tap add blue to your mana pool. If you played a land this turn, add black to your mana pool instead. Wild, nice, very. Never cool. played with one of those lands. This uh, this card is a, the story of somebody who is from a rich family, but they are like the cousins to the rich people, so they're kind of still living in po- in poverty. Uh-huh. However, one of them dies. They're in the will. They get. Uh, just a ton of money and it turns out that in the will not only were they uh, very very rich and well to do they also had power over the air so <laughs> they uh, have inherited not only great wealth but also yeah. the power to control the air and its currents Ooh. windfall okay um get it <laughs> so this is this is a um this is a movie about uh the the fox from dora the explorer swiper <laughs> 
who's always getting told swiper no swiping um and then this swiper gets to rewrite his own story so that he becomes so powerful that no one can stop him from swiping and he can swipe whatever he wants because he's a giant powerful fox it's called virulent swipe <laughs> there and he also learned the name for the door explorer fox today you didn't know that I, the only reason I knew it is because it came up, I think, on this show before. I bet it has. That's... <laughs> this movie is just a movie about a burb who has grown up in a very strict burb family and has had a job as a burb to protect the burb neighborhood and has never had any fun and has never learned to have any fun, but one day learns to have fun. Stalwart Haven. <laughs> um, this is... This is a horror film along the lines of like, uh, you know, any ones where it's just like you go and thinking it's one situation and it's not like hostile or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it's just uh, instead of it, but it's about a bunch of people who are an acupuncturist <laughs> and then it turns horrifying. it turns horrifying. <laughs> it's called duress. <laughs> and it's because the art has the a bunch. Oh, of, yeah. You know, what was our um? Do you get a foil in these packs? Yeah, Autumn? the dress is foil. Oh, dress is foil. That's nice. Really cool, actually. All right. Well, we are throwing these cards into our giveaway for That's November, right. which will be next week already. Very. Where cool. does time? Where does the time go? Where does the time go? So head on over to Patreon.com/slash/MTAcast and uh, be counted. <laughs> everybody that's this episode of magic the amateuring i hope you had fun and you still have all your limbs after listening to this crazy action that's right thank you once again to everyone who is a patron of the show uh patreon.com slash mta cast uh we really we really do appreciate um everything anything anything at all that you can do uh to help us keep making this show for you and do you know what for all my ranting about GP Portland earlier, the nicest part of it was anyone who came up and said hi. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and said that they listened to the show. It's just like, the it's the nicest feeling. Yeah. Um, To know that there are people out there listening, because that's why we do it. I you know, hate talking. <laughs> we have these microphones but here. But I do it for you. And we record it, and we just kind of put it out there for, you know, cats everywhere or people to listen to. Exactly. Nobody could listen to it. You know, it could yeah. be just that nobody was there, but... You're there. You and are there. Uh, you're the reason that it happens. Like, we could just be screaming into the void, yeah. you know? But uh, no, instead of a void, we have wonderful humans. And, you know, by the way, if you ever want to say hi to us in an event, um, try Please not to be do. nervous because we, we love saying we hi love to everybody. It. It's so, the best part. It's the best part. Absolutely. So thank you. Once again, thank you to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, uh, cardkingdom.com slash cast, the fastest cards in the West. <laughs> and the East. And the East. And they are in the West, though. And the part in the middle. That's kind of also. That actually... Look, we've come up with so many slogans for that. The fastest cards in the West is it's just, like, like actually accurate. a really good one. Because <laughs> they're Seattle. Seattle. The fastest cards in the West. <laughs>